We are here. Melissa Perry, episode 40. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I was really excited when you called me. Well, it wasn't hard to decide who should be the specialist in our seven equities series, right? Our seven equities series is, uh, and the seven equities for, for our listeners is really the, the, the principle, one of the main principles of what we practice here at Project Mindset, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the, the art of really having a whole and fulfilled life isn't just an awesome career and a lot of money and cool things. Like, that's like the least important. The mm-hmm. seven equities are our mind, our soul, our health, our friends, our family, mm-hmm. then career mm-hmm. and money. Um, this equity is the equity of social. And pretty much every time I look at your Insta, you're with <laughs> a group of friends, you're hosting some crazy party. So um, I think you're on a couple hours of sleep from the event last night. Yeah. And you're still here. <laughs> I would never miss this ever. Thank no, you yeah. so much. Absolutely. So give the listeners a rundown. I know you, but what, what, what do you want people to know? Who are you? What, what do you do? Yes. So my name's Melissa Perry. I am, I sell cars. Yes. I'm actually the brand manager for Rolls-Royce in Orange County. I've been selling cars for almost 15 years now. Wow. Um, for a long time. Where, what kind of cars did you start selling? I started with Ferrari. So So right out of the gate, it was right out of the gate. Boom. Yes. I, I think, um, well, I'm not going to ask how old you were when you started also, but you must have started when you were like, uh, 12 then. Yeah. Right. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I started in my, in my early twenties. Yeah. Yeah. I started in my early twenties and, um, I, I was approached by Ferrari. Um, the gentleman that owns Ferrari of Newport Beach also owns other locations okay. in the U.S. And I happen to live in San Diego. Wow. And they heard they actually heard about me in the marketing world. So I was in marketing and advertising sales. And so I had kind of developed this platform for exotic car dealers. Interesting. That wow. didn't really need to advertise. So I created an event platform that they caught interest in and they just learned about me and... And did you have an interest in cars? I knew nothing about cars. (laughs) Zero. So you had skills with marketing and sales? Yes. Okay. So their their mentality was that if we can't teach what you have, but Mm. we can teach you about cars, Mm. and we'd love to take an opportunity. It was something new for them. They'd never really, you know, with the car industry, I mean, I would say people work, you know, I'd say 15, 20 years to get to the exotic car world. So they're in the business for a long time and kind of learn the business and learn that yeah. the aspect of sales or managing. And for me, they just wanted to give me the opportunity. How cool. At first I was like, I don't want to be a car salesman. Right. So I don't think this is for me. But then a year went by and they still were interested. So I said, I'll give it a year. I guess it's and a little it, different when it's Ferraris. Yeah, I didn't think about that in my mind. Yeah, I mean, I was care. so young that I was thinking. Yeah. How did you do when you started? It was a pretty big learning curve, yeah. but something that I've learned about myself is I'm a visual learner. Okay. And uh, I was, I'm an only child. I was raised by parents who've always had their own business. And where'd you grow up? Arizona. Scottsdale, okay. Arizona is where I was born. And I grew up mainly in Mesa, Arizona. Got it. But my parents have been entrepreneurs. They solve their own business. So I was surrounded by people that were working, giving 110% every day. Wow. And for me, that I think that just really instilled work ethic and it, I don't know, I just have always had a burning desire to exceed any goals or expectations I had for myself. That's awesome. So, I've always so besides your, your parents kind of 
you know, in, in inspiring you t- with those thoughts of, yeah. of work ethic, was there any other books you read that, you know, created this super woman status that you have now? Or did you go to any, you know, motivational, yeah. you do the Tony Robbins firewalk? Or was it just like, no, my parents were go-getters and yeah. that was really it. Okay, so I'm going to tell you something that may- maybe you no- don't know. I don't like to read. <laughs> I am just not a reader. It's funny, me I'm either. so ADD that yeah. I lose my train of thought. So for me, I, I love like listening. I could do like five, ten pages max. Yeah. I have every motivational book <laughs> and I've read them five to ten pages in or it will literally take me a year yeah. to finish a book because yeah. I'll pick it up here and there. Like right now I'm reading three different books and sometimes I won't even read them um, the right way. I'll just... Open a like book. Open it up yeah. and just read it. Yeah. For me, the only books that I read are my devo- my daily devotional yeah. and the Bible. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, I do read books here and there, but for me, um, I don't know. I just like being out there. I like learning from other people. Like I, I'm a visual person. So for me, um, I caught on really quickly in the industry just because people were giving me the time time to invest in me. Mm. So, and I just would wing it. I mean, well, and you're really. rocking it now, right? Thank I mean, you. like. Thank how you. many Rolls Royces will did you sell last year, and how many will you sell this year? Last year, I think from the numbers that I saw, I sold eighty three. Cool. Eighty three, maybe yeah, around eighty three. Yeah. yeah. You do about the same thing this year, or a lot more? Uh, my intention is to do more. So okay. I was actually not working every month. So um, the past two or three years have been uh, also a health journey for me. Yeah. So I probably was out for the year from, like, in and out from May until September, actually. Jeez. So I didn't even have, um, like, the ability to actually put all of my work effort, like, into the, well, into let's, the year. Let's talk a little bit about that and <clears throat> before we get into this aspect of social. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened? It's a really long story, so I'll put it as short as possible. Yeah. I was flying to New York for work, and... Um, I'm a believer. I, you know, Jesus is my life, and yeah. um, even more so after what I've gone through. And I was on a plane. I ended up passing out and having a seizure uh, out of nowhere. I've never had a seizure before, and um, it was an emergency situation where they had to do an emergency landing. Wow! I think I was out for 15 minutes. Um, I woke up blind. Nothing like that ever happened. Even. Never happened. Oh my goodness! Um, woke up blind mid-flight. And, and this was last year or the year before last? This was June of 2017. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it'll yeah. be two years this uh, this June. And uh, yeah, I had no idea what it was. They thought something was wrong with my brain. Wow. So everyone assessed me. There were, um, a God thing, my mom was on the flight. Yes. She wasn't supposed to be on the flight. Wow. There were two doctors on the plane. They weren't supposed to be on the plane. Oh my goodness. So I was, I felt, you know, that God was really watching over me. And long story short, I ended up having a cyst that was as large as a grapefruit. It took up 90% of my lung. Oh my gosh. And in altitude, it had expanded and it cut off the flow of the blood to my brain and my airway. Wow. So if it wasn't for my mom being next to me, um, everyone would have thought I was asleep. Oh my gosh. Fast forward almost two years later, I've went through three lung surgeries and um, been attached to an IV bag uh, going to the hospital twice a day, every day for infusions. Um, while, and for me, work or what I do is I think also played a part in getting me through it and mm. keeping my mindset positive and not letting my health and what could have happened right. um, affect 
my um, happiness or my life. I didn't want that to take over. All I know is that I would see photos of you and you're in the hospital, Mm -hmm. right? And you've got the IV attached and you're talking and you're telling, you know, I'm I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And then like 48 hours later, you're hosting a party at some $30 million mansion. <laughs> I'm like, wait, right? Yeah. And so you just can't be stopped. Uh, yeah, I don't, I wasn't going to let that ruin, I, ruin, I guess I wouldn't let ruin my attitude about yeah. life. Yeah. I you, wasn't going to become angry. So for somebody who's a believer, right? Yes. Like, you know, God has your back. 100%. When you go through something like that, hmm what are you telling yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. People ask me that and kind of what I went through mentally um, for me. And I totally believe in the power of prayer. And I totally believe in a mindset. I think, um, you know, for me, I'm very Eastern and Western medicine combined. Yeah. And a lot of how we um, handle situations, whether it's health or relationships or, the, you know, the office, like work, um, a lot of it's mindset. So if you're constantly telling yourself um, you're unhappy or constantly telling yourself you're sick or if you're constantly in a negative state, your brain begins to communicate with your body and you very well, I mean, you basically create that for yourself. So I didn't allow myself to create any any negativity. And for me, like God removed all fear from, from from my life in that moment. Like, you know, I was given a lot of really scary news and we didn't know what the outcome would be i mean it was let's just put it this way it could have been a lot worse and they didn't expect for me to recover so quickly and um, my last surgery was pretty much a miracle no doctor could explain how um how it turned out the way it did because my scans showed completely different so when i got out of surgery the top surgeon in the country lung surgeon at ucla came into our room and, um, you know, it was a very emotional moment because he said, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like your scan showed compl- the infection was completely different. And when I opened you up, it's like you had no infection inside of you. Wow. And I mean, obviously I knew like I had been healed and a lot of prayer and I don't know. I, I think when you train yourself to wake up every day and to be, be able to be thankful yeah. for even like the most of difficult of circumstances, it makes you look at those circumstance, circumstances differently. Mm. You see it from a positive aspect. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So it was your ability to really look at the situation as not this end of the world it's it's like okay well this is it let's let's get better let's improve yeah i mean it's life yeah every everyone has something and that's one thing that helped me learn is everyone no matter how great their life may seem or how great their life is everyone's going through something right nothing is too bigger or less than the other and for me like i know that my life is not going to be forever here right so for me, I've learned to, you know, enjoy the moments as they come. Yes. Even if they're the most of difficult, because it cha- it helps you to grow as a person. Yeah, and absolutely. And it helps as much as you might not think about it. It helps for other people around you. It can help them too. Yeah. And help them to see a different perspective. Well, I know you've inspired me. You um, know, thank there's you. been so many times where um, I look at, you know, I would. I would look at maybe something that I was going through mm-hmm. and then I would look at how you are just backhanding what you're going through and I'm like, okay, 
I could get through this. Mm-hmm. You know, so that just know you made a major impact on on everybody you know, and I'm sure a lot of people you don't know. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and how's it all going now? Good. I don't know why I get, I'm getting emotional, but when you say that, that makes me feel so good because yeah. that's like what, like, that's what I feel like my life is going towards is like helping other people to get through tough yeah. situations. Like, I have a lot of fun doing my career and it's been an amazing growth, but there's just something else. There's a, there's, there's an mm-hmm. in, intention to, to help and serve that I don't always get to experience when I throw a for sale sign up in mm-hmm. front of someone's house. Yeah. You know, totally. and, I, and I think, um, I think going through crazy things in life and getting rocked, mm-hmm. it can really cause us to look at what's important mm-hmm. and say, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I always try to, it's funny, like I saw this quote the other day, it said, uh, when you're going through hell, keep going. Mm-hmm. Like don't hang out there. Yeah. That's, keep going. Absolutely. That's not a stop sign. That yeah. is a green light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally believe that too. Well, you're a rock star. Thank you. Yeah. So let's talk about these parties and yeah. how you do this. Yeah. Right? Let's talk about these relationships that you have, these friendships, you know, like I always see you in a large group with with your friends. How do you, what are, what are your three keys? Should we talk about the parties or should we talk about the friendships first? Mm, you want to talk about the friendships first? Let's talk about okay. the friendships. Let's talk about friendships. What, what, what are your three keys? What are Melissa's three keys to extraordinary relationships. Oh my goodness, okay. So I would say the three keys to an extraordinary relationship is um, for me and something that I've learned is I'm, I, I like to give a certain way in terms of I, I like to go out of my way and be, the, be, my, be myself and be my person and not expect that of other people. Mm. I think for me, like I'm very intentional with the people that I hang out with. Right. But um, I, ha- I have that FOMO problem. Oh, I don't funny. know if, like, if you ever have that, but I, I have FOMO. And that's, I think, the only child in me. It's like I always want to be in a bunch of places right. at one time. But something I've learned over time is to maybe be more intentional with like a smaller amount of people mm. that bring a great deal of value to your yeah. life. Yeah. So for me, something that I've learned is to be, um, to be myself but not expect that of other people. And I think that helps form great relationships because you don't have expectations of other people. Yeah. You only have an expectation of how you want to treat people. Well, and it seems like it's a bit of a weight off of your shoulder, too, when I think about that. Like, just be yourself. Don't expect it, that from anything, anyone else because it's like, I'm not expecting anything. I'm just going to show up and, and be me. Yeah, and I think for me, that's, I think that's in, in turn developed great friendships and a lot of them. Yeah. Um, just because people are, I think, reciprocal to that mm. is that you don't put pressure on I – feel, I feel like when you put pressure on yourself and other people, it – doesn't doesn't work well right and I think people feel that yeah if that makes sense yeah absolutely and I think the magic happens when you're just present mm-hmm. you know it's like when we have an agenda one of the a- affirmations that we have at case my real estate company is you know I let go of my agenda and focus on making a difference for others mm-hmm. I let go of my agenda and focus on making a difference for others because I think it's so easy to show up to something from a space of what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. What am I going to get? Mm-hmm. Which is such a weird feeling mm-hmm. when you're in the presence of somebody that wants to get something from you. Mm-hmm. But you can feel it though. Oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Which is why you're like, 
the coolest car salesperson on the planet, you know, because that's not you. Yeah. And it's funny. I think when you look at car sales people and real estate people, Mm -hmm. we're like in that same category in terms of like the most respected professions. Let's keep it real. Mm -hmm. We're not at the very top. Yeah. When you think about it, though, shouldn't we be? Yeah. You know, because what you're doing and what I'm doing, it's a very awesome experience. It is. But so many of the people that are in these industries with us, their focus is, I'm going to show up and get something. I'm going to close this. I'm going to, you know. And that's what the problem is. I think that's where they miss the mark. Yeah. And, and it's it, it goes beyond just a job. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What's number two for you? Making time. Making time. Yeah. I think making time for others, uh, I, I feel for me, has been able to help me develop really great relationships. I mean, making time for myself, but I think making time, like taking the time to call someone, it's even awesome. though like your day may be super busy, especially yeah. the industries that we're in. I mean, I'm sure like like you or like myself, you're always, you're 24 yep. seven. You know, if a customer calls, you know, usually you'll pick up the phone, maybe not always. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think something that helped has helped me really form great relationships is making time for others Mm. and being intentional with that time. That's awesome. Yeah. On side note, why do you think that your transactions, because at the end of the day, it is a transaction. Yeah. Right? Just like people are trying to take what we do out of the equation and make it all happen on the internet. You know, buy here's a buy a home on the internet. Zillow is trying to do whatever Zillow is trying to do, and whatever website you're trying to do what you want to do. Why do you think your clients prefer to work with Melissa? I think for from what I've been told, and just well, number one, I'm myself. Yeah, like I'm completely myself when I talk to people, and the kind of the way that I was raised, whether it's you know some a homeless man on the street or you know, one of the wealthiest men in the world. I've been tr- I've been raised to treat everybody the same. Mm. And I think people see that in me. And I, I think for me, I'm myself. And I'm very intentional with getting to know, like being a listener, right. getting to know people and kind of going beyond a, like a car transaction. Yeah. I ask a lot of questions and I want to get to know that person. Everyone's different. And that's part of my job. What I love most is that I meet some of the most influential people in the world and people that have such interesting jobs, yeah. backgrounds, you know, how they started. And I want to get to know that because that's, that's also part of my job, what I love. I just, it's not about how many cars can I sell or how right. much money can I make? Because over time, that's not, it's, it's only going to satisfy you for so right. long, you know? So having a genuine interest. Yeah. yeah. Having a genuine interest that's and, awesome. and really loving what you do. And I love what I do. And there's like a whole aspect to do selling cars yeah. in my opinion and it's not just you know the key points of what most i think car sales sure. men, men and women are taught yeah. but yeah what was the quote that you had that we were talking oh, about? we yeah. were talking about quotes earlier yes <laughs> it's um, really good so this is a quote that i actually just heard on a ted talks and this is something that helps me to like get through like stressful situations yeah. or just to look at stress differently it says chasing chasing meaning is far better for your health than avoiding the feeling of discomfort. And I think that can go in terms of personal and also business because some people don't like the feeling of discomfort, whether it's like addressing something with a friend or going out on a limb to befriend someone Mm. or to, you know, to kind of 
take hold of a situation, even though it might be like an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. And I, I, um, my friend read a book because, as you know, like I don't like to read that much. She was telling me, she says people that have intention and kind of go out of their way to address, like to be able to, to be maybe like the first one to start a conversation yeah. or the first one to address a situation, tend to be more successful in life mm. because they're taking hold of like the environment that they're right. in and able to create something through that. That's so good. Yeah. 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 And being, being cause in the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a um, a powerful thing to look at when you think about like, well, how am I being of cause? Like, I hear a lot of what you're talking and you you mentioned a lot about intention. Mm-hmm. When we really think about like, what is the intention that we would like to experience and create in our relationships and our friendships? Yeah. yeah, I think you. I think for me, I had to do a lot of soul searching to figure out what makes me happy. And what is going to make me happy to have a long-term career in whatever I'm in? And I think like the core of it is being a happy person and enjoying what I do. And I think in regards to all of that, the people that I sell cars to and you know that I am able to network with yeah. see that. And I think that's kind of how it feeds off to me creating an environment where people feel like it's more than just buying a car. Like you genuinely care about me as a person. And, yeah. Um, and ice, having icebreakers. I mean, most of the people now that I talk to, I do um, kind of chime in everything that happened with me health-wise because mm. I think for them that it allows a wall to be broken down. Absolutely. And I love doing that with people. That's that, really cool. You know, have a yeah. wall. <laughs> well, I, you've motivated me to save up for a Rolls. Yeah. You, know, just you better not go anywhere else. Sprinkling that into my <laughs> wife's mindset like, hey, you know, pretty soon I'll be calling <laughs> Melissa. That's right. So what's the number one in relationships? What's your number for, one? For work or just in general? Just in general. Um, number one for relationships in general. Oh my gosh. Let me think about this. Um, I would say, I'm tr- I was trying to decipher between one and the other, being a good listener. Yeah. We were just, we you were know, just talking, talking about, about that, that earlier. Yeah. I would say being a good listener. The quote that I saw was, there was two. One was, the quieter you become, the more you can hear. Love it. Yep. And then the second one I saw, we were just talking about this, is that, the word listen contains the same letters as the word silent. Like, oh, that's that's really, really good. Because <laughs> if you think about it, if you had someone, I just thought about it as you were talking, if you had someone tell you a story and then you listen to that story and then you had them tell you that story maybe two or three more times, yeah. what certain things would you, like, would you hear during those three different like, times that they tell you yeah, a story? Absolutely. And just... I think, I think for me, like I can always be a better listener. I don't sure. think like I'm a pro at it. Um, I'm learning as I go, but that's, that's a really good reminder. And having an intention that th- that's what I want to do. I think it's so easy to show up to the relationship of what am I going to say? Yeah. Or, or, you know, being in a conversation and feeling like, how am I contributing to this? Mm. When really it's just about being there mm-hmm. for other people. Yeah. You know? A hundred percent. And I think that's when people see um, can see your authenticity. Right. And I think that plays a huge part in it. That's awesome. I would say that that is my second thing in relationships is being yourself. Yeah. Because you can't please everybody. And if you're consistently trying to please people, it's like you're constantly changing yourself based on the environment and based on the people that right. you're around. So I think 
like me being myself at all times and some people may not like it. Yeah. I may rub people the wrong way. I may be too intense or too intimidating at times to some people. I think for me, like always being myself, I think that's helped me and people see consistency in me. That's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. So let's talk about these parties then. Yeah. Right? Okay. I mean, I don't know how many of these you do a year, but I'm always seeing you do the these huge functions with this magazine. It's like the unveiling of the new car and Yeah. You know, how many how many big events do you host a year? Okay, so with um the company that I work for, we have to do at least one big quarterly event okay. um throughout the year. So four large events. For me and me personally and just how I do business is I like to host an event at least once a month. Okay. Besides those events. Right. And these are the ones where... So you ended up doing like 16 events like a year. Like literally. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that's, for me, that's um, that's how I've grown my business yeah. over the years that I've been selling cars is um, basically like creating relationships right. and getting to know people. And it's not about selling you a car. It's about coming together, getting to know one another, you getting to know other clients that I work with and creating more of like a family style business. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think this this part here will will really resonate with a lot of our listeners because, mm -hmm. you know, we have artists, fashion people, real estate people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I, I really believe in that idea of you know, yes, it's networking, but at the end of it all, it's really creating connections yeah. with people. Yeah. So what, why do you do these events? For me, I like to think outside the box when it comes to sales, because that's basically my job yeah. is sales. And, um, you know, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. Everyone, I mean, sales, it can be applied to any industry. Absolutely. Um, for me, I would say I wanted to start doing this because... Rolls races are not necessities. Right. You know, it's not... It, it's not I like kind of feel like I need one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can make that happen if I want to. But um, no, yeah, I, I would just say it's a, it's a luxury industry and they're not a necessity. And it's really not about the fact that I have this particular car that someone has to have. Let me ask you, this is a totally different subject, okay. but it's kind of the same thing. How common is it that somebody goes onto the lot and... Totally was not thinking about buying a Rolls Royce. They were just looking and they end up doing it on the spot. It's very rare. <laughs> I think with Ferrari buyers, when okay. I worked for Ferrari, it was more of that way. Interesting. But with Rolls Royce, it's different. Interesting. Um, yeah. It's very rare. Okay. That's why you kind of have to cultivate. Like you. I put... might be that rare situation. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I mean, it does happen, but yeah. it, it is very rare. I would say I'm just last year alone, I would say I couldn't even count on like like less than five people. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But I've had people come in and just, this is the car I, I don't need to negotiate. Right. I just Well, they're a little bit car. more custom. Yeah. Is what I see, you know, from yeah. from the stitching and the materials. It's like you really think a lot about, you know, what, what color of the interiors you want and, you know, all the little additional trim. It seems like you can customize a lot more on a Rolls than a Ferrari. Could be wrong, but um, I would say I, I would say yes. I think Ferrari's pretty standard. I think you can go pretty crazy with Ferrari, but people, I don't think the mentality of that of that brand um, wants you really to think outside the box. It's like very standard and yeah. what will sell resell well. Yeah. Um, with Rolls Royce, they definitely think outside the box. And that's why I love what love working for them. And I design the cars for the showroom. Wow. So I I get to do that too, which is cool. So cool. Yeah. So your three keys to making a successful 
I mean, it's hard to just, it's hard to call it a party because it's, it's really a luxury networking, collaborating, because there's always a magazine involved, you know, champagne company involved, yeah. the hotels involved. Yeah. A lot of times it's a property that's $30 million and the yeah. property is also for sale. Absolutely. Right? How do you put it all together? <laughs> I would say for me, the three things that come to mind is before you plan anything or before you even have an intention to um, to move forward with like an event is you like you need to know what your goals are. Yeah. Like what is your goal doing this? Right. You know, you can't, you can, for me, like I know it's not going to be it's not going to be a quick fix. It's not going to be something like I immediately have an event and then it's going to have a, an um, immediate return. Sure. You have to like know that you have like a long-term goal in, in mind and you can have a short-term goal maybe for like what you want the event to be. Right. But for me, I have a much longer long-term goal mm. of what I foresee. And that's for me, a lot of it's like building relationships yeah. and being able to get in front of people that I normally wouldn't. Awesome. Um, and you don't even know what people through them you could meet. Um, but for me, like I would set like goals. I, I mean, do you want me to tell you like what I think of when I like set goals? Sure. So like for goals for me, I, I have goals of how many cars I want to sell within the first six months of the year. Okay. I think yearly, but I think the first six months, this is my goal. Okay, what am I going to do to get there? Right. I, I already have a list of clients that I've sold cars to that could buy a car. But sure. for me, I want to get in front of like new people. Yeah. So my my goals that I set is... This is how many cars I want to sell this the next six months. Yep. This is how many different groups of people I want to get in front of. Wow. Um, and how do I do that? And that helps with the, having those goals. It kind of helps me to figure out, okay, how can I go about that? So do you think about the group? Do you think, okay, yes. I want to get in front of these sports people. I want to get in front of these fashion people. A hundred percent. I think that's like the second part I would say is um, like the three, the three main things. The second part is being very intentional about who you have there. Got it. I think so many people want to throw an event and they just want everybody to come. Yeah. The problem with that, you, you lose the, um, I guess the substance of what you're doing mm. and you really are not able to tailor to the people or the, the group of people that you want to try and sell to. So Got for it. me, like I'm very intentional who I have at my events. That makes sense. I pick and choose who comes. Yeah. I do that. I actually don't give it to, off to other people to do. Right. Because I, I, for me, like I pick and choose who will come. I, you know, and also taking care of uh, previous clientele. You know, for me, like I invite a lot of clients and I, I literally will tell them or ask them, and I say, you know, I'd love to invite you to this event. I'd love for you to bring a friend that you think would be interested in Rolls Royce. So you're telling them straight up, straight up. right? Yeah. I'm very straight. And that's something that I've always been in business. And I think people appreciate that. That's good. Is I'm very straightforward with my, you know, my intention. And if, I, if I'm going to ask you a question, I'm going to ask you probably pretty directly. Right. Because I think people... People these days don't know how to read people. So mm. if you're kind of if you're kind of weary, people are going to see that. And yeah. if you're kind of, you know, intimidated, people are going to see that. So for me, I will call a customer and I'll say, "Hey, you know, I appreciate your business. I love to have you at this event. And by the way, could you bring another couple or could you bring a couple friends that you think would be interested in a Rolls Royce or could afford a Rolls awesome. Royce?" Not just come to this party and drink some champagne. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I do that every now and then sure. throughout the year, but I think um, but what's great for them is these people that buy cars also are in business. They're CEOs of companies. Yeah. And so they also want to network and they also want to meet other people that they could invest with or do business with. So it's like a win-win. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Well, and I think that's one of the keys of making it in sales yeah. is being clear and asking yeah. for the business. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good.
Yeah. So what would be your, your number one to making a party work? Oh, gosh. Okay, it, your partnerships. Mm. I think who you align yourself with. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, I've gone through, you know, different circumstances where you kind of have to test and feel out, you know, who would be, you know, great partnerships sure. for you or people that you'd like to work with. Um, for me, once I find my great partnerships, I like stick to them yeah. and I don't veer off of them. And I think so many people, they want to do all these different things and you don't, you don't need to make it complicated. Once you have a great formula, just keep that formula. Yeah. And you know, you can change up certain things. Like you can change up the location so you can change up the home. Sure. But like for me, I have core partners that I know, um, not only bring to the table the five-star service and like the five-star um, reputation like Rolls-Royce has, yes. but also too, like it's also a great avenue for their clientele that you'll never be able to meet unless you knew them as well. Well, and it goes back to that consistency. Like yeah. you know what you could count on when Melissa shows up. Yeah, I think when people, when people and I have been told this because I do like to ask, ask clients for like their feedback, um, they, they know what they're going to get right. when they come to my event. So that's why they're more, I mean, that's why I'll get people that will fly in. I'll get people that, that will drive two or three hours yeah. down to Orange County. And while I'll get people who, you know, have crazy uh, jobs and businesses, but they make the time to come because they know that they're going to get a great experience. And I think when you build that consistency, that's when more people want to come. And that's when more people in that, that world that I sell to will, that's how they become familiar with me. Like yeah. people that I don't even know. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Thank you. Well, you're the ultimate party thrower. Thank you. You know, but not just that. It's, um, I think, who you are in your your circle, mm. you know, and the influence, like I said, that you've had on me and my life. And, you know, as I've gone through certain things, I, I, I think about what you've gone through, and it's inspired me and pushed me to be better. Thank so you. my final question is, what do you want your friends to know? Right. When you think about like how you want people to remember you, mm -hmm. right? What do you really think about? I want people to remember me, or I would say I would want my friends to know how much I appreciate them. Yeah. And how much other people have played such a large role on my life and my career at being successful. I think a lot of people, you know, don't realize that they motivate me yes. to be a better version of myself. And it's not only, you know, not only God does that for me in my life and I'm constantly, you know, trying to be more like him every day that I can and to really like, I mean, my my ideal version of myself is to, to be like Jesus was. And I think that's what I'll always strive for, yeah. to, you know, for the rest of my life. But I think the community of people that I have around me, they really want me to have success mm. and they really want me, they really want to build me up. And it's it's not that often especially like as I've gotten older for people to really want to be that right. for other people. Yeah. But what I would say for my friends is how much I appreciate them because yeah. if it wasn't for them and the community of people, I mean, I could have, you know, my mentality after being so sick could have gone completely different. Yeah. But it was people like that that really helped me to get through situations and to be stronger and feel stronger and to be motivated. And um, yeah, they make me feel good about myself. It's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Mom's here hanging yeah. with us. Thank you, Mom, for yeah. being here. <laughs> this was really cool.
Yeah. And the one of the uh, one of the things I'm constantly hearing, I'm getting asked, you know, <laughs> how come when are you gonna have more female guests? <laughs> and so um, I really appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate who you are. Thank and, you. And uh, how can people find you? Well, you can drive to Irvine um, to Rolls-Royce of Orange County. No, yeah, you, I, I work in Irvine, so Rolls-Royce of Orange County is over there. But on social media, um, at Melissa Perry. Yeah. It's just literally my name. I don't know how I got it. So, so cool. Melissa Perry. And yeah, you can find me. Yeah, come by, say hello. Buy a Rolls-Royce. Buy a Rolls-Royce. Come Absolutely. and hang out. Like it's literally, I mean, you need to come and hang out. It's, yeah. it's a really cool environment. We have a great area where people just like, Hang out on couches with their computers, and it's like I'm a whole hang vibe. Out there. You yeah. totally should buy a house for me. Yeah, and buy Rolls Royce for me. A hundred percent. You should totally get some sort of referral thing going. Like they buy a house for me. We, yeah. We make a credit to yeah. Rolls or down payment. Let's yeah. do this. Or then we'll they, throw a party afterwards they, at the house. They buy a house from you, and then we pick them up in a Rolls Royce and take them to dinner. That is the day. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Melissa Perry. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Project Mindset. Thank you.